are listening to Abstractions at Glow, featuring me, Avon. In today's episode, we'll be talking about drivers, background, flirt, creepy, fuck you, and random facts. For more information about myself and my projects, please visit nailsatglow.com. Alright, how is everybody doing today? Um, I'm not sure if you noticed, but I did not meet the deadline today again. Um, my life is going a little chaotic, so I'm trying to keep up. Um, I hope this doesn't change many things uh, in the future. I hope it's just like some you know, growing pains, getting used to a new pattern. Um, if anything does change, I will just have to make a bunch of episodes in a rush, or <laughs> not a rush, but all at once instead of making them uh, in a more timely uh, uh, situation. Very few of these episodes deal with time-sensitive stuff, so, yeah. Uh... You know, just uh, thank you for coming back and checking us out. And I say us, but it's really just me. Um, the, the, some of the people I've been trying to get back to come uh, be on the show again, and some people uh, to be brand spanking new on the show, uh, the schedules just haven't worked out. So as soon as possible, and if you are interested, you know, send me an email, firstdraftsthatglow at gmail.com. I'd be happy uh, to, to check out your page, your social profile, as long as it's not Facebook, because <laughs> I'm not going to that website. Um, yeah, just, you know, I'm just looking for interesting people. Bonus, if you're queer. Um or a writer, or a musician, or uh, involved with, uh, like, content production, or television production, or movies. Like, even if it's just, you know, doing VFX. Um, so, yeah. That's firstdraftsatglo at gmail.com. So shoot me an email. Say what's up to your cat. Okay, so our first topic today is drivers. Now, um, there's this uh, YouTube show that I watch called Some More News with Cody Shody. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's just, he's, uh, uh, I'd say he's pretty comparable to, uh, like, John Oliver um, as, like, the, the zaniness of presentation, the consistency, the captivation. Um, he obviously has a, a solid team of people that, uh, you know, help him research. And uh, his producer, like, she's pretty great, too. Um, but they, they were talking about self-driving cars and how Elon Musk is straight up a liar. So are the other CEOs. Um, talking about, you know, self-driving cars will be a reality in 2015. <laughs> then they'll be a reality in 2016. 
again in 2017, again in 2019, again in 2020, again in, I don't know if it said 21, but it definitely said 22, and now he's saying it again in 23. It's um just kind of ridiculous because... Uh, <laughs> Tesla doesn't want people showing videos of the, the auto drive, which isn't supposedly full driving. I don't know. But uh where the 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 idea of self driving cars, um we're a bit out from that. Our infrastructure um really isn't set up for that kind of world yet and unless we can figure out the technology i'm surprised it's not a mix between like infrared camera and lidar like you know you know what i mean like it could be all sorts of like reference uh information sensors on the cars but for whatever reason they're trying to do it with as cheap as possible because well, why not right but I, you know, it it was timely to me because the idea of driving uh, stopped being a thing for me a long time ago. I was driving one day, and the anxiety and fear just was so overwhelming that I was not able to see a future uh, where I was driving safely. I just knew that I would be putting other people at risk if I continued to drive. And while it has been inconvenient, because I... I hate public transit because it, it needs to be improved... I mean, it took me an hour and a half to get the distance of a 20-minute drive. <laughs> like, okay, sure. I mean, sure. But um, th I talked about that last week. Um, Self-driving cars, that would go a long way to freeing up my ability to be autonomous like as far as separate from public transit um, and not rely on other people so much when it comes to needing a, a, like a vehicle for transport. And, um, you know, the, the, the goal ultimately is to have a car that doesn't need a human to take over. And if cars were on that level, um, you know, yeah, sign me up, because <laughs> being in a car is stressful for me, and it would be nice to just be able to go to sleep, but if I'm riding with somebody, it's generally rude to uh, zone, zone out, like, entirely. And you, you hear that? My, my cats are getting their food. Yeah, it's uh, my partner's voice on a, on a timer... Auto feeder is <laughs> saying, hey, baby, come get your food. Um, where was I? Yeah, so, uh, you know, sometimes I'm in the car and all I want to do is put in headphones and listen to music and sleep. 
Like that that's that's what I want. And that's not fair to the driver. And like you know, for the past uh, year it's been my partner who's been the driver. I've been in a, a handful of Ubers out of necessity, um, you know, this past year. But, uh, you know, when it comes right down to it, it's it's my partner who's driving. And any time we're going, you know, to a gathering or something that happens to be an hour, hour and a half out, you know, she's the one driving. And a lot of times I just I just have to fall asleep. Because, uh, you know, or speeding up, uh, you know, other drivers, I just get so stressed out. It's overwhelming for me, and it's not fair to her. And it's not fair that our driving laws and our driving rules allow people who, you know, are just terrible drivers to continue to drive. And that the cars do not have more safety features that are just standard these days. Like, you know, you know, collision detection, uh, speed control, you know, like the cars doing 80 down a highway strip where all the other cars are doing like, you know, 55, 60. You know, they just zip by 80, 90 miles an hour. That's that's dangerous for everybody else. You know, you do you, but try to not fucking endanger other people, you know. And I, I'm not really one to talk because when I was younger, I used to play car tag with cars. <laughs> you know, and you just uh, broke so many laws. And I'm just lucky I didn't get hurt or anything. And I also used to drive a lot. Like, I used to drive from, like, Florida to Michigan. I, I've, you know, I've driven, you know, to and from Texas, from Florida. Yeah, a lot of it's been from Florida. Um, drove from uh, Georgia to Michigan. Uh, let's see, the Virginias. Over, like, to Wisconsin. Like, yeah, no, I've been, I've driven a lot. Like, just in long stretches. And uh, I, I do miss it. I miss getting in the car and driving. Um, you know, if I've talked about this before, I don't fucking care. But, uh, you know, it's it used to be nice when I lived in Atlanta, once upon a dreary. Um, you know, a, a cool fall night I was driving late at night and I was uh, on this long curvy ramp I it was like near Spaghetti Junction but it wasn't Spaghetti Junction I, it does, is that a thing anymore anyways um, I had the windows rolled down it was when I still smoked cigarettes um, I, I just lit a cigarette and my car radio was was like just blasting some Motown music. I found a Motown station and I I was just like, yeah. And I'm I'm driving on this strip. There's not a lot of cars on the road and then the shaft song starts playing. And I was like, this is perfect. It was just so gloriously cinematic and I was alone. Nobody else was there to share it, but I just loved that moment. It was just 
that the the intro to the shaft song the the road the you know the freshly lit cigarette the crisp air like ah yeah i mean ideally i'd like to have that memory without the cigarette involved but you know that was part of it it, it made it that uh very cinematic feel um but uh yeah driving if we ever get self-driving cars, that'll be great. But it would be nice if these CEOs were not lying about it and just being honest about the limitations. Like, <laughs> just, come on, y'all. Like, you know, there's there's other other technologies that we can explore that could also assist that. Like, you know, we, we could... I just, we, hmm. <laughs> just, my God. Okay. Anyways, I'm just going to move on because I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, Elon Musk is a dumbass. Fuck him. All right. Anyways, let's go to background. Now, um, when I say background, that could mean all sorts of things. That can mean a mount, matte painting, uh, you know, that's filmed for a movie uh, to be, you know, the, the landscape in a shot or something. You know, I could be meaning, you know, something that's happening, you know, behind somebody that you're talking to or, you know, that's just, you know, like a kind of out of focus event that's occurring on screen. Or, yeah, it could be any number of things. But I'm actually talking about background checks, criminal background checks. Um and, uh, you know, just the modern necessity to do something like that and the amount of information that's needed. And it's, it's kind of ridiculous because we have to constantly fill out paperwork for everything, for literally everything we do, for, um, like, even, even crypto which was supposed to be, you know, like this anonymous, untraceable money source. Now it's like there's there's so much documentation for literally everything, like everything you do. Like I understand, like let's say it was the 80s or the 90s, even in some parts of this country, you know, the 2000s, um, there wasn't a, like a ubiquitous... Uh, digital footprint for everybody but um, like especially since uh, you know uh, smartphones became you know just the standard and uh, the vast majority of people have at least one you know interface in, like technology that interfaces with the internet <laughs> like and some people like me have multiple um, anyways, you know, like I understand there's some, there, there are people living in poverty and everything, but even if they go seek help or anything like that, there's, there's a database, there's records, there's, everything's digital now. Like you don't have to send for anything anymore. You know, you could just email somebody, they can email something back, you do a digital signature, all this stuff. And one of the background things I had to fill out was... I, I had to explain something like seven or eight years of 
residences. And, oh my God, like between uh, me, you know, venturing out into the world, not finding anywhere to go that I wanted to stay, coming back, my mom's uh, uh, husband uh, getting sick, then dying, then she herself getting into an accident. You know, I was, I was the only one around. My sister was busy with her family. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I was out in the world and I, you know, was living with my mom and then my mom sold her house to move somewhere else. Um, because, you know, that's what, what she wanted to do. Then I moved in with my partner at the time. Then I I moved out here to Portland. The first place I came to was a scam. And like, that's a whole other story I could talk about. And then the second place I found to live was also a scam. And that's a whole nother thing I could talk about. And then I finally found a place to live. And I was there for like almost... I don't know, four and a half, five years, something like that. And then I've been living with my current partner um, almost a year now. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, the government has this information. The county has this information because, like... <laughs> I had to I had to pretty much like write out my DNA for um you know getting an updated uh ID for out here and I'm just like what 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 is even going on these days you know is it is it just so outdated like are we still doing background checks with the technology of you know the 90s <laughs> kind of thing you know, are we still doing it on DOS systems? You know, is it like air traffic control, you know, using pretty much like, you know, database-driven IBMs on monochrome screens with vector images that are like, you know, just number representations of planes and stuff? Like, I just... Uh, We, it, it would be great if corporate and governmental interests in our world were not so focused on saving money and making people rich. Like, you know, like the assholes like that Mitch McConnell, like he has more money than he knows what to do with. And he's going senile. I mean, it's obvious you see him in, on TV. There is no need for him to have been in government that long. There's no need for these people in government to be making as much money as they're making and being able to hide how much they actually make, you know, from lobbyists and stuff like bribery is legal. It's, it's just maddening. It's maddening. It's gross. I, 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 I just want it to be more streamlined. Like, why do we need a Social Security number, an ID number, and then, like, some medical ID number and then do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. And, you know, apparently that's what it's all about, but not really because you still need a piece of mail from where you live. And you still need, like, a cancel check. And who the fuck uses checks anymore? And, 
you know, then you then you need to prove that you actually bleed blood instead of like castor oil or something. It's like the fuck is happening here? Like, <laughs> I just I I. Mm. You know, short of implanting an RFID chip in our in our wrists or something, there has to be a simpler way. There just does. You know, like fingerprints are not unique, but, you know, eye patterns are. <laughs> Why don't we just scan that and be like, there, that's your ID. I don't know. <sighs> you know, it's just... If you're going to do a background check, you know, why does it have to be so fucking complicated? You can't do anything anymore without offering up your social and your ID or driver's license or passport number. Like, literally, that all that's all that needs to exist for background checks, in my humble opinion. Because if you're going to hide something, you just... Oh my God, are they only going to look out the things that I filled out? Like, what if I lied? I mean, I didn't, but what if I did? Ugh. It's ridiculous. That's what it is. It's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. But not... I don't know what all that was. I just... I, mm, I just need to move on. <laughs> it's just... Oh my God, like it, you know, all of these subjects I chose for today's episode are topical to me, so, um, you know, I still didn't prepare anything, you know, I just wrote them down just before recording, so, uh, yeah, but they're all topical to me, and it's just frustrating, like I am exhausted from the amount of paperwork I've had to fill, fill out, it's just exhausting. Okay, so we're going to go to a, a, a lighter, well, maybe lighter subject, and that's uh, flirt. Raise your hand, or don't, be, because people might look at you weird if you're just sitting in a bus or, you know, in a cafe or something. But, you know, spiritually, psychically, raise your hand if you're a flirt. I'm willing to bet a lot of the people that listen to listen to or engage with stuff that I do are flirts or would like to be oh excuse me I I had to sniff there I was uh, having a sneezing fit earlier and my sinuses are just uh, gross but um, flirting is one of the like timeless things that people do to um, you know, interact with people of, you know, same gender, opposite gender, um, you know, strangers, familiar people, like there's all sorts of levels of flirting, all flavors of flirting. Um, and, you know, I've been online long enough to seen and be aware of my own evolution when it comes to flirting online and seeing how other people have evolved as like kind of a gestalt. I like that word. I don't know why I needed to use that word, but it's like a, a whole totality. There's this type of flirting that happens online and 
there's degrees of grossness of it and happiness with it. And the grossness, of course, is like the incels or the dude bros that have no self-awareness, you know, just being like, hey, got a big dick, want to hook up? And it's like, come on, guy, you know? If you're a femme or gay and, you know, you attract these, like, super machos who are, like, you know, just waving their dicks in your face, you know, through texts or, you know, their profiles or whatever, it's like, my God, you know, dicks are pretty. They are. But I, unless I ask to see yours, you just need to put that shit away. You know, just, like, I don't really want to see, you know, some some girl like just spread an eagle like just come on you know can can we talk can I at least get to know what your brain's like first and I like that kind of flirting like if you're an intellectual flirter like I don't see anything wrong with that as long as you're not trying to you know um you know do anything other than just be like you know conversational like, that's that's one thing. But then there are people who flirt with the express intention of building up to something else. And if that's not the relationship that you have with your partner or um, you're, you're doing it, you know, disingenuously and you're just leading a bunch of people on because it amuses you, like, the fuck's your problem? Like... You know, they're in, and I'm not talking about sex workers who are flirty because, you know, that's part of the, the, uh, you know, job, really. You know, like the, the whole demeanor and interaction is based on what the, you know, what the, uh, uh client is looking for. You know, if they want a, a flirty little, you know, bubblegum you know, uh, uh, interaction, that's what the sex worker is going to give them. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who are just online and being like creepy and predatory and stuff like that. And that's just so weird. And there, I've run across some people who are flirty as a role play, um, persona that they present online. And I just think that's so neat and charming and fun because, like, I, I'm aware that they're playing a character and that they're um, being this entity. And uh, it's just, it's so cute uh, because, you know, you know that they're just having fun or they're just really shy and this is the only way they can really, like, work this kind of uh, conversational existence. I You know... I don't really have any big comments or anything. It's just there's so much delightful, friendly flirting that I've encountered uh, the past, I'd say, about six months. Um, it's just friendly. It's cute. It's, you know, like there's a lot of uh, trans feminine people that I've been interacting with. And there's this kind of comfort that we all kind of instinctively have with each other, especially with some older trans feminine people. Because, um, you know, uh, so many of us spent so much time being overly macho. We weren't able to just be, 
you know, feminine, femi, and, you know, like, it's just, it's pleasant, it's happy, it's sweet, um, I just, it would be nice if, you know, some masculines out there would just, you know, just breathe, <laughs> just breathe, dude, <laughs> just fucking breathe, you know, some of us, uh, you know, who are a bit more submissive and passive, you know, it, it's with that, that level of aggression is just not always what we're, what we're about. Sometimes we're just chilling and, you know, being friendly and, and not trying to like see your dick or trying to fuck you. Just, y'all need to take a nap. Probably I need to take a nap after I record this episode. It's <laughs> just, eh, yeah, it, it. I would like. I would like it to be comfortable and safe to be a flirty, playful person, in general, without somebody laying an expectation or uh no yeah an expectation on you for you know just being like oh well look at how cute you are you know your outfit's really really cute and gosh your your mustache is handsome or something and then they'd be like oh yeah obviously you want to fuck what's up and it's like no I was just <sighs> just oh my god you know and I know some of you know what I'm talking about it, it it's just it's it's weird it's ridiculous um as a as a trans feminine person myself I spent so long playing a masculine uh, role that I feel I have a sense of, you know, the different sides of it all. And I'm still embracing my feminine side. So it's just, yeah, it's fun. But also when I run into somebody who's creepy about it, I'm like, ah, geez, why'd you have to go ruin that for me? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I'm gonna, gonna just, stop there um you know because there are just so many sweet beautiful kind people out there the the creepy ones they just get shut down and then they become incels and i i'm not responsible for that that's that's on you if you're an incel it's your own damn fault um also what what the hell like nobody's nobody's making you celibate you're just a jerk <laughs> just that's all there is to it oh my god okay um moving on moving on uh so you know we're we're in october it's it's the uh you know halloween season for all of us uh uh you know halloweeny kids and i i wanted to bring up the use of the word spooky. Now, I was watching uh, the the Secret Invasion uh, 
Disney Plus show, which is nowhere near as bad as people were leading me to believe. I think a lot of the the sources that were dismissive of it just didn't like some of the scrolls being portrayed as black people and didn't like um, one of the uh, scrolls being uh, featured as a as a woman and being a key player like it it just seems there's a problem with some of the fandom and women taking positions that you know of power in the in the universe and it's just like what's wrong with you like not every superhero needs to have a penis okay it's fine if some of them have boobs. It's fine if some of them are only 5'5". Five five. It's fine if some of them have high-pitched voices. You just need to sit your ass down. Okay, anyways, I'm pulling it back. Now, uh, Nick Fury was talking to another character, and he said, you know, this is kind of spooky. And, you know, the woman, a white woman, she's like, oh, I don't think you can say that anymore. And Nick Fury, played by Samuel L. Jackson, was like, no, you can't say that. And I've used the word twice here, but I'm using it in a very academic um, example kind of way. Um, and I'm sure that is very obvious to anybody listening. But the term, specifically as a negative connotation, goes back to the Tuskegee Airmen. And uh, it became different than what it was originally intended for as its use, like a lot of words, and became something negative in relation to African-American uh, men specifically, and then like, like later on, just African-Americans. And there's a lot of media that I grew up with that uses that word, and like, I even find myself, you know, just being like, oh, it's the, you know, uh, blank season for Halloween, you know. And we we need to be sensitive and aware of that because that word as dominating as it has been in popular culture, especially Western popular culture for this season, for this holiday, the fact that more people are actually aware of the history of the world, that are more aware of, you know, the the Tulsa riots, the, the Tuskegee Airmen, you know, just how, how fucked up American police systems are because of them being created and American prison systems also being created specifically to continue slavery. It's just we need to we need to we need to do better. And I love Halloween. I love horror movies. I love like creepy gore, uh, you know, like uh eerie, weird stuff, you know, like ghosts and vampires and, you know, undead piecemeal monsters and zombies and, you know, the things that crawl from the shadows and the deep ones from the depths of the 
furthest reaches of space and you know all that stuff you know all of the the monsters and creatures and villains and concepts and demons and all of that like ugh, just delicious but the words we use when it comes to this holiday season uh it needs to change and there are movies like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, Monster Squad, and a few others that have used the word. And I love Monster Squad. Nightmare Before Christmas kind of got a bit played out. <laughs> Just, it's... Uh, like... I'm, I'm, I grew out of Nightmare Before Christmas, I think, honestly. <laughs> like, the best line in the whole movie is like, curiosity killed the cat, you know? I know! You know, and Prince Humperdinck is the voice of Jack Skellington, just, you know, chef's kiss. But, um, <laughs> just, we need to do better. Uh, there are a lot of other words we could use for the Halloween, uh, uh, you know, flavor of language and expression that are not rooted in hateful, cruel, and exclusionary language. You know, like, I've seen so many movies from, you know, the 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 silver screen days you know before colorized films and even some of the older colorized movies or color movies i would say um where they would say you know i'm gay and it's like they're just saying how happy they are <laughs> you know and that word now it's part of the lgbtqia plus you know acronym because gay and it is is a term for homosexual men, you know. And technically, it's for everybody that has same-sex attractions. But, you know, we have lesbians and gays, you know, as like kind of whatever delineation that's supposed to mean. I, I think that's a bit dated even myself, you know. I like, but that's a whole other discussion. But, yeah, um... I'm going to to fail to not say it sometimes, and so are you. I just really want people to recognize that there are certain things that you may not think are harmful to say, but somebody near you, somebody you love, somebody you care about, or somebody you may love and care about in the future may hear you say that and may be hurt. And that's not awesome. You know? It's it's like, you know, do do you have, you know, any any First Nations friends or natives uh, friends who are not thrilled anytime, you know, a derogatory term for a First Nations uh, is used? You know? Like that sports team? Right. 
just do better. Just be aware. Nobody's going to be perfect. Nobody's going to hate you if you correct yourself. You know, it's like misgendering somebody. Just go, oh, got that wrong. And then correct yourself. And then move on. All right? Okay. Now, I, I've made everybody uncomfortable, but uh, I'm going to make you more uncomfortable. Because today, fuck you. All right? Fuck you for not speaking up. Fuck you for allowing hate to happen in your home, to happen in your presence, to happen at work. Fuck you for not defending your coworker, your schoolmate, the person on the bus, the person standing next to you in the mall, the person in line who is obviously having a bad day and getting bullied by somebody else. Fuck you. There are things that could improve so much in this world if you stop being so fucking selfish. Now, you don't need to, to fucking involve yourself in every little thing that happens around you. But if something happens and you have the ability to say something, it's a good idea to say something. And if you don't say something, fuck you. If you see somebody acting explicitly racist in your family during a family dinner, fuck you for not speaking up and saying, hey, that's not cool. Fuck you for being in a group of friends and seeing a friend of yours say something cruel to somebody and not call them out on it. Fuck you. Fuck you for being part of the fucking problem. Systemic issues remain because people don't say anything. Because it's easier and more comfortable to not say something. I kicked somebody out of my house because... He was using derogatory slurs. Then his his reasoning was nobody nobody's here that cares. And I'm like, fuck you, I care. And he got pissed off about it and it was uncomfortable. But I kicked him out of my house. I was like, I am not allowing anybody I know in my presence in my house to speak like that about anybody. It took months, six months, nine months, I can't remember right now, but he came over to my place and asked to talk and told me he understood why. He had a child, or he has a child, and his child has friends, and those friends would have been hurt and affected had he continued to speak like that around his own child and then his child used that language around potential friends, people she cares or he cares about. Fuck you. Be the voice of reason. If you're at work 
and somebody says some derogatory things about some coworkers, fuck you for not saying, hey, that's not right. Fuck you for not reporting them to HR. Fuck you for thinking you're going to lose your job because you are not going to allow locker room talk. And what the fuck is locker room talk anyways, but just an excuse for a bunch of ignorant, self-centered men to say whatever the fuck they want. Women are guilty of the same thing. Don't, don't get it twisted. So are envies. So are, like, everybody. Everybody is capable, able of doing these things, and it is not cool. Fuck you for letting it continue. Fuck you for not speaking up. Fuck you for not standing in the way of the wind to stop it from pelting somebody who it's affecting. We all need to do better. The only way this world is going to change is if more people, more people just need to stand up. More people need to stand up and more people need to not allow things to continue the way they are. So fuck you. Okay, now, since I just brought the room down and everybody's sad and depressed, uh, random facts. I think I <laughs> just, uh, yeah, it got really dark there, and I apologize. Um, you know, I guess I'll start random fact today. You know, things are, the, the world is complicated, and the world is grim, and it's dark, and things are not... Things are not amazing, and they could be better, and we all could contribute to that. Um, random facts. I was given one of those um, uh, devices that sparkles water at your home. You know, you put in the little gas canister, and you push a button, and it does the thing. And I have to say, oh my goodness. Holy convenience, Batman. It is it is phenomenal. It's the name brand one. I'm not going to mention it because they're not paying me. And, you know, pay me. If you want me to talk about your device that sparkles water, I, I'm happy to do that because I love sparkling water. And I love getting the cola flavor syrup and putting it in there and making cola for myself. <laughs> like, uh the the I I did some of the math and um the the cartridge and then the uh syrups and then if I you know let's say I get um like some lemons or you know um 
actually lemons and limes because I, I really like those flavors. My partner likes grapefruit. We could get some fruits and stuff and just put some of that, you know, fruit juice in there. We're saving like it it's it's eighty percent cheaper <laughs> than what we were spending. Um and that's ridiculous. I mean the the most expensive part of it is the uh uh, uh the the canister of gas to you know put the bubbles in there and that's all things considered super cheap like damn <laughs> just damn why 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 like that needs to be a standard thing. Like there, there also needs to be a way to create the gas without needing a, like a canister to refill. Like I, mm, I know there is, you know, I have some engineering know-how. I'm sure I could figure it out eventually. <laughs> I mean, I I would need to do a lot of research and probably cross-reference some other people's noggins to you know make sure I understand some limitations of materials and stuff, but. You know, that, that needs to be possible. But that was probably one of the most wonderful uh, gifts I've gotten in years. Um, I, I had a birthday dinner with some new friends. And, um, you know, it, it was just delightful and just low-key and pleasant and made me feel happy and seen and relaxed. Um, you know, that's, that, it's just nice to know that I'm in a environment and with somebody that, you know, cares. It was just delightful. Just very delightful. Um, another random fact, I've been listening to a lot of Kim Dracula and adjacent music and my goodness, like, people... People, as they get older, don't really go into new music that often. Um, and, you know, and there, there's, you know, Kim Dracula. Uh, what is that? Rye, Amy, um, the Pouty Face, uh, Ice Peak. I don't know what language they're, sp they're doing, but my go goodness, those beats. And then there's like Ashniko, Ashniko, I don't know. Anyways, it's all just been like wonderful, like going down that, that rabbit hole. And like, I even found this group called Slush Puppy. Um, and I was like, what the heck is this? And there's this song, Eat Spit. <laughs> it's vulgar. If you're not into vulgar music or you're too young to listen to vulgar music, which I don't think is actually a thing, but um, this is pretty vulgar. Uh, oh, my gosh. But it, it's so, like, just delicious. <laughs> I like it. Um, it. It's delightful to find uh, music that speaks to me that's new, um, at least to me. Uh, it's it's good stuff, uh, and 
you know, I I listened to him when he first came out, and then I'm re- I've been rediscovering him again. But Tech Nine, my goodness, that guy is just. Uh, I wish more people just opened themselves up to the the wonder that is just music in general. But yeah, I guess that's all the random facts we need for today. Uh, I want to thank you for joining me for episode 22 of Abstractions That Glow. Um, You know, if if you want to know more about me and everything that I do, you know, just visit me at nailsthatglow.com. You know, the holiday season is showing up uh, towards the bottom of the front page and also on the page uh, Books That Glow. There's links to um, uh, print-on-demand shops that I've put a bunch of... uh, Uh, patterns and graphics up uh, so you could buy them on various things glasses shirts pants Uh, you could buy um, you know uh, posters Um, one of the uh, sweaters uh, for my blog false memories nails that glow uh, hoodies I should say hoodie not sweater but that's actually shown to be a pretty popular item and I'm kind of flattered like you guys like me. I super love that. Um, but yeah, go visit nailsatglow.com. Check that out. If you want to contact me directly about this show, um, you know, firstdraftsatglow at uh, gmail.com. Um, that's also the same email I use for my writing project, firstdraftsatglow, which should be coming back uh, at the end of this month of October 2023. Um I may have to make that a either once every two weeks or once a month show until I get kind of uh, stabilized in my new job, but I'm not abandoning that, so don't worry. And this show is pretty, uh, like, uh, it's not as involved as that, so, you know, this one I should be able to produce uh, weekly without any problems. Uh, so do not fear space cat is here and you know be out in the world love everybody give everybody the benefit of the doubt because somebody else might be having a bad day and you just smiling and being kind might be the difference and always remember that i love you